Hi there, welcome to Claim the Stage, a podcast about public speaking and speaking up. If you struggle with saying what you want to say on stage, on camera, or in conversation, you're in the right place. I'm Angela Lucier, your host. I'm also an author, professional speaker, and CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. If you want to practice the tips you learn on this podcast, you can check out a Speaker Sisterhood club as a guest for free. Learn more at speakersisterhood.com. Hey, welcome back to Claim the Stage. I know I have been MIA. If you heard my episode two weeks ago, I mentioned that I'm moving and it has been consuming my life. It's crazy. I'm finally moving this week, like on Saturday. So it will finally be over and I can resume like access to my brain and doing other things. (laughs) So thanks for your patience with the lack of episodes this month. So I can just get over this hurdle. I did have a second free tag sale over the weekend. And I think I finally got rid of everything that I needed to get rid of. And it feels good. It feels really good. And coincidentally, the theme for the podcast for May is the word subtract. And I have been subtracting nonstop. So I'm just going to give myself a pat on the back. Anyway, how are you doing? It's been a while. Write me an email if you feel like checking in. (laughs) This episode today is about subtraction in a very specific way. It's about taking away all the extra rambling we do in the beginning and end of a speech. Raise your hand if you've done it. (laughs) It's really hard to just stand up in front of a group of people and launch into a speech in a compelling way, right? We tend to make excuses. We tend to apologize. We we're fiddling around with the projector, a pen, paperwork, notes, handouts, all kinds of things can happen to really dampen you know, creating a strong opening to a speech. And then we can sort of fall down at the end of the speech too, because we don't know where we're trying to take the group or we don't know how to wrap it up succinctly. So we end up in this sort of long rambling story and then everyone's just sort of lost going, wait, was that the end? Cause they, I guess the speaker just sat down. So I guess now we clap. I don't know. <laughs> so today I'm giving you a few helpful tips to use the tool of subtraction to get rid of all the extra stuff and just create impact from start to finish. And I really like this topic because it's something that I know so many speakers struggle with, even if they are very experienced. And I have to say, as a speaker who has been doing this for years and years, whenever I sit in someone else's audience, I get so excited to watch how the speaker is going to handle their 45 minutes or hour or whatever amount of time because it's such an opportunity. And I see so many speakers really not take full advantage of it because they just don't have the skills and the um, experience to really put something amazing together. So I hope that you'll listen today and take these tips and use them because they're so simple and they're, they're so easy to use and they make such a difference in your speech. So I'll stop talking and I'll let you listen to (laughs) the rest of this, but I do want you to know this is the audio recording taken from a video that I 
record and give to the Speaker Sisterhood Club leaders every month to use in their clubs as an educational theme. And with the theme are games and questions that they can use as jumping off points for short speeches. So if you're wondering how do, how do these themes apply in the clubs, you get a chance to watch the video with your club and then use those skills and actually apply them and practice them in the speech alongside your other club members. If you're interested in checking out a speaker sisterhood public speaking club, you can go to speakersisterhood.com and check out the club directory, send a message on the contact page to one of the club leaders and get started as a guest for free anytime. All right, without further ado, here is today's episode all about subtraction in the name of impact at the beginning and end of your speech. Enjoy. Welcome to this month's theme. It's all about subtraction. Subtraction is such a sort of vague word, right? It can mean so many things, but in today's video, I'm using it in the context of subtracting things from your opening and closing of your speech. These two spots tend to be the place where speakers struggle the most. Why? Because in the opening, we're trying to figure out how to break the ice. We're trying to figure out how to just stand up there and find words and breathe and see people and not pass out, right? And then at the end, we're trying to find a way to wrap it all up and be succinct. And in the process, we tend to ramble. So I'm going to give you a few tips to help you make this process of starting and ending a speech even easier by subtracting all of the apologies and all of the rambling and all the extras that actually take away from your speech. So the first thing I want to say is to know a little bit about yourself as a speaker. Ask yourself right now, where do I struggle the most in my speech? I know for me, I struggle the most in the first two minutes. And that's because I have gone from sitting in the audience or standing on the side of the stage or sitting in my desk at, at my desk at home to now being in the spotlight. And those first two minutes can feel a little like I'm not in my groove yet. And they can feel like I need to find a way to just build some momentum. And I learned really early on that the easiest way for me to do that is to start with a lot of interaction because it just creates a warmth, right? There's no longer this like disconnection between me and the audience. I'm right there with them. So what I do is I'll open with a game and I I like to do a game called one, two, three. It's an improv game. If we're in person, everyone gets out of their seats. Everyone gets a chance to do the game and they start to laugh. They start to meet each other. It takes the pressure off me being the center of attention while also building a quick like rapport with them. And then when the game is over, I can use the lesson they learned in that game as the opening to the rest of the speech. So Think about a game that could really easily engage everybody and create interest and create rapport in two to three minutes to help ease you into the speech. And this is a chance for you to be creative. And if you think about the stage system, this is the A in stage. It's about the art of putting your talk together and thinking about how to start it so that you get everyone's attention and you calm down and then you can build that momentum you need to build the rest of your speech and build confidence in yourself as you go. 
The second way to start your speech effectively is to ask questions. This is like an easier version of a game because you're doing the engagement, but you're not creating a whole interactive exercise. And there's two ways to ask questions at the beginning of your speech. One way is to just ask one question and to keep it really simple, but to kind of just get everybody on the same page and also let them know that you're aware that they are there. Because sometimes when a speaker just starts talking, it's like there's been no establishment of like listener and speaker yet. So when you start with a question, you establish it right away. And one good question to start with is something like, have you ever wondered if, or has this ever happened to you? And, you know, if you know your audience at all, chances are everyone or close to everyone will raise their hand. And like when I like to talk about how Speaker Sisterhood started, I'll often start with the question, have you ever started something with one intention? And then as you got into it, you realized, oh, this is totally different than what I expected I was doing. I, I start with that question and very pretty much the whole audience will raise their hand because we've all been in that sort of situation before. And then I tell the story of how Speaker Sisterhood was started and what I learned along the way and how it became what it is today. So it's engaging from the start. The other way to use questions to engage your audience and start on a strong foot is to use three questions. And these are helpful for establishing an understanding of who's sitting in front of you. So let's say you're giving a speech about gardening and you wanna get a sense of like how experienced everyone in your audience is. So you might start with the first question, raise your hand if you've never created, made a garden before. And then the second question is raise your hand if you have made a garden several times and you consider yourself, you know, an amateur gardener or, you know, kind of a medium level gardener. And then the third question is raise your hand if you can't drive by a gardening center without pulling over and spending at least a hundred dollars. And so now you've got the three ranges from total amateur to medium level to completely obsessed. <laughs> and what you're doing is you're helping everyone feel seen. And there's actually three goals to asking these questions. One is community building, because now you're not only the only one in the room finding out who's sitting in front of you. Everyone in your audience is finding out who's sitting in front of you. You're also creating engagement, which is awesome no matter what. And the third is you're kind of creating some context for the speech because asking these questions implies that you're going to do something with this information. And so it's always a helpful tool because now everyone in the room kind of knows what level everybody's on. And now you as the speaker can use that information to determine how clear and how many descriptions you need to give about everything that you're talking about based on who's sitting there. So when you do the three questions, you want the first two to be kind of serious and the third question to be humorous. And that third question is your icebreaker question. It's the one that calms everyone down, creates some, some laughter in the room and helps you transition into the rest of your speech. So that third question, raise your hand if you're unable to drive by a gardening center without pulling over and spending at least $100 is designed to get people to laugh and to completely relate to what you're saying, because all gardeners who are really into it know that, that they do that. <laughs> 
So when I do a speech about public speaking, I tend to ask like, raise your hand if you love public speaking and maybe one person will raise their hand. The second question is raise your hand if you'll do public speaking, if you're asked, but you don't like it. Usually the whole room raises their hand at this point. And the third question is raise your hand if you're seriously considering running out of here right now, because this is so uncomfortable. And a lot of people will laugh at that question and maybe one or two people will raise their hand. And this is a great way to start. So always think about how you can start with questions because it's the easiest, fastest, most effective way to build rapport right away and to cut out all that extra stuff at the beginning. Like, oh, sorry, I don't have my notes. Oh, so today I'm going to talk about, because that's not starting with impact. That's actually wasting everyone's time. And that those are precious moments that you could be using to build the connection. The third thing you can do is to um, avoid rambling is to memorize the first seven seconds of your speech and the last seven seconds of your speech. So you may be asking why seven seconds? That's a random number because seven seconds is the average length of one sentence. And remembering one sentence at the beginning and one sentence at the end is totally doable, right? I'm not asking you to memorize a paragraph at the beginning and a paragraph at the end, which I think is, is overkill, but just remembering those for those two sentences will give you confidence when you stand up there, because you know exactly what you're going to say when you get up and you know exactly what you're going to say when you end that way you avoid that rambling on and like, where is this going? How do I wrap this up? I'm now going on an extra minute because I don't know how I want to finish this up. And you also avoid needing to, to signal that you're finished because you've already crafted the perfect closing line. And oftentimes speakers will, will say, okay, well, that was my speech. Thank you. And then they'll sit down and it's just, it's anticlimactic, right? There's no like finality to it because you just sort of like, rambled to the end and then went and sat down or, you know, just said, just said that's it's over now. So give yourself more, give your audience more of a finale by really finishing strong with that final sentence. The third thing you can do is start at the end and end at the start. So what does that mean? This is a storytelling technique that people use in order to build intrigue when telling a story. So a really great way to do this is to write out your whole story and then think to yourself, like, what could I say at the beginning that might make people more interested in wanting to hear this whole story? So let me give you an example. What if I started my speech with this line, would you be interested in hearing my, my speech? I spent my whole life thinking I wasn't a dog person. So how did I fall in love with a poodle named Cleo? I'll tell you. If I start my speech with that, are you now like, what happened here? <laughs> Who is Cleo? Why is she so special? And how did this bond happen? Right? So that opening line creates a lot of questions in your audience's mind. And once you've created questions, our mind wants to answer those questions. So now they're going to listen intently to the rest of your speech, wanting to answer those questions. And then when you get to the end of the speech, you basically just repeat your first sentence. And when I thought I wasn't a dog person, it was Cleo who came into my life and changed everything. The end, simple, right? 
And your audience knows that that's the end of your speech because you've come full circle. You have finished it. You've tied the knot. You've finished the story. And it's like the easiest technique you can use for storytelling that doesn't require that much effort and really helps your audience to care a lot about what you're saying and to know when you're done. I highly recommend trying that out. So those are my tips for subtracting in your speech in order to add a lot to the beginning and the end. Do you see what I did there? (laughs) Try to start with opening games to create interaction, use questions to create engagement, community building, and to give focus to your speech. And also to use as an icebreaker, cut out extras by memorizing the first seven seconds and the last seven seconds and start at the end and end at the start. Doing these simple things to start and end your speech will create more impact, more interest, more connection, and just make for a better experience for you and for your audience every time. Enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. If you loved today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts to say thanks. Also, if you'd like to support the show and say thanks in another way, you can now do that by hitting the support button in the show notes. You can set up a monthly recurring payment of 99 cents to $10 to whatever fits your budget. All payments go directly to me. All right, I'd like to say thanks to Kelly Vogel for producing my music. This show is created in the Glitter Closet in Holyoke, Massachusetts, and it's a production of Speaker Sisterhood. That does it for me this week, you guys. As always, stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time.